meine Herren, meine Damen, willkommen zu <lacht> Minute Impossible. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to investigate with us the movie Mission Impossible one minute at a time. I'm Jonathan. I'm Chris. I'm George sometimes. I'm Rob. And I'm Clegg. Clegg. <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> name, right? Clegg. It's a family Jake name. Clegg Lars. Break a, Clegg Lars. Break a Clegg up there. And we're back again for Tuesday. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. We're back it, again it's for Tuesday. Tuesday. It's Tuesday and my brain already hurts uh, from our guests, both uh, George Hendricks and Rob Lumley. They're stimulating. They're from the Magua. <laughs> <laughs> they are. <laughs> George is from the Magua yes. Minute and Rob is from Titanic Minute and Tombstone Minute. Mm. But the most important thing is we're talking about Minute 82, and that's our I minute. like Gremlins, and Rob liked movies that start with T. With Billy Zane. No, and, Rob likes movies that have Billy Zane in and, it. And, and yeah. Billy, Billy Zane. Pa- Bill Paxton. Zane. <laughs> and, and Billy Paxton. <laughs> this minute begins with some good old Jim-splaining oh. and ends with Ethan agreeing that Kittredge must be the mole. <laughs> well, you see, Ethan. This is so, how you drive around the block. Like I told my wife, Claire, who can't do it. I have some questions. Okay, oh wait, I have right. a question. Rob, before you, before you take <laughs> over my podcast. I'm just going to sit back and let Rob talk for the next 20 minutes. <laughs> Chris, no. Come back. Come back. Come back Chris, Chris, just call me from – I'll be in the other room doing my work. So you got to answer my question, Chris. You Chris. have to look him in the eye. Or you have to look him in the eye and, and show dominance look or right he here. will talk over you. <laughs> sit. Stay. So just spray. Just spray him. Just spray Rob with the <laughs> – He speaking water. German. He starts – so it's hiding in the corner talking about Titanic in Germany. All right, here we go. Rob, what are your questions? So he says, Ethan says he likes the rentals at the Liverpool Street Station. Is he talking about prostitutes? <laughs> we could only hope. No, no Rob. Is he talking so. about bicycles? <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell if he asked these questions because he's serious or because <laughs> he was hit in the head as a child. <laughs> <laughs> Did you fall through the ice and were uh, without oxygen for a little too long there, Rob? He's oh, so cold, yeah. Jack. You are from Wisconsin. Oh, that, that happens to everybody up there. That's why does that so happen nice. to all kids? I fell. I fell. In- <laughs> were you Were you George Bay? Were you George Bailey? I was. Did you fall in the I ice? I was in uh, Chippewa Falls and I fell through the ice once. Was he was Jack so Dawson. <laughs> it's a wonderful ice. Oh, really? Oh, just like Jack Dawson. <laughs> Spoilers. Oh, so it's cold. It's a family Jack. tradition. Mm-hmm. The coldest thing Jack Dawson saw was not being allowed on that. Piece of wood with door. I thought you were going to say the coldest. Door. The coldest with. thing he saw was uh, Rose's nipples. <laughs> oh my god! Like <laughs> yeah, di- okay, we'll keep that in. Like diamonds in a snowstorm. No, I've got nipples. Nipples are part of the human body. It's fine. He talks about rental properties. He rented a, f- a flat so we could hang out. There's our safe house. Well, he's yeah. only there for one day. Why has he got to rent an entire flat? Because that the safe houses are always rented out beforehand. Yeah, just, he's not there for just, just one day. Buildings. Oh, so when he says rentals, that's just safe house? Well, he's saying that that place was, had gone under. It was a travel agency. <laughs> and it's probably now for rent because the owner doesn't have anybody in there. So if someone comes in and says, I'll give you $500 for the next month, they're like, uh, sure, fine, great. Okay. That yeah, was your it? question for the entire wow, okay. Minute. Podcast that's over. Only we'll question. tomorrow. Well, okay. My, my, other right, question I had, my other question I had is oh. while uh, Jim is telling Ethan you know, what actually happened, does Ethan believe it at any moment, or does he know at this point already that, that? I think we'll find that out in the next minute. We're getting that into the next right, minute. Right, yeah. Right, right, right. yeah. Maybe next time you should watch all of the minutes. 
<laughs> yes, this scene is two people sitting in a restaurant booth talking very quietly. And Jim looking creepy. And this goes back to when I talked about the last minute. I don't think this scene is strong. And this scene is, again, not strong because of this second minute. The second minute where sucks. It's where Jim is Jim is sitting, bleeding internally. Yeah. Probably pooping every time he coughs. <laughs> And well, yeah, could. but who doesn't do that? Who doesn't do that? I mean, it, I mean, at one point, at first, I thought they'd ordered food because Jim takes a tiny morsel of something and puts it in his mouth. It took me until just tonight or today when I was watching it again. It's a pill. Yes, he's taking medicine because he's. Yes, it is. No, it's not because he's in pain. I but will, the thing is, he's really not in pain because he didn't really shoot himself. Yeah. Exactly, he's not he bleeding internally. He's thing. not wounded. The end of this. He's minute, faking it. <laughs> The end of the, I disagree. There's with no you. way he's on a train later like he is when if he's hurt. That is not. Those are not. That's not a pill. The end of this minute. The hell it is. It the it's end not a of scone. this minute is Jim Phelps in his gross coat, busting a nut. Because <laughs> that's a peanut. Oh, what? what? That's a peanut. That not a peanut. He takes a peanut. And <laughs> I thought he, it was a peanut too. This but minute, Andrew Phelps makes a good... busting a nut just the way he wanted to end when he put on that coat. <laughs> no, look at second fifteen. You can see everything that's on that table, and there are two cappuccinos, a, a cigarette uh, ashtray, and two waters. And a, and a bag of planters. <laughs> it's a pill. It's like an aspirin or something, or maybe a morphine tablet. I don't know. He's just taking No, a yeah, pill. you're right. He does have a little vial there. Uh, maybe. I just that's how in London in London that's how planter sells it it sell it sells in those little prescription <laughs> yeah, oh, is bottles it? little prescription bottles yep with childproof morphine cap. planters yep you got you go to the doctor you say I need to bust a nut well they're a delicacy because they're very because they have to import them because they don't grow them there hold on I'm I'm getting something from the book the book actually has some stuff on this so hopefully it'll help <laughs> I bet you I bet you the book says the moment. Jim Phelps busted his nut was when Ethan Hunt realized that he is the mole. <laughs> you know what? This book probably would say that. Now, now on, on, on a more serious note, I really do. I, I find it interesting that De Palma shoots it in such a way that he's separate. Even though we're shooting in a widescreen format here, he's separating them individually per shot. So we shot. We, we cut to Ethan in a in, in a side shot. And then we cut to, to, to Phelps in a, wide, in a side shot, but neither of them in the same frame as they're talking yeah. until about minute 50, uh, second 15 or so when, when Phelps pretends to heave over and, and Ethan gives him some sort of comfort. They're at the same, uh, that it's the same adversarial, uh, shot that they were giving him a Kittredge. What he's doing is he's showing that they're having a conversation, but they're talking about two different things. But we don't have a Dutch angle yes. here. Didn't the Kittredge one have like a. Not yet. No, because there's no, there's not supposed to be any drama going no. on. Okay, this is supposed to be mentor mentee sort of, you know. All right, guys, I have I have some clarification on whether this is a pill or a scone. A nut or nut. Everyone, I'm, <laughs> I'm, uh, God, I'm reading from the Mission Impossible book, a novel by Peter Bar- Barsuccini, okay. story by four other people. Here we go. <laughs> a stab of pain shot through Jim's body. He pulled a bottle of painkillers from his pocket and downed two capsules. Ethan leaned forward. Jim, a doctor's got to look at that wound. You can't sit up straight. I can sit up straight. I just can't (coughs) sit up straight very well. There you go. Hot. Oh, oh, oh. 
Oh, and let's just get to this. There is a, there is a point where Jim does say, "I saw the mole." <laughs> <laughs> That's the dirtiest thing in this book so well, far. So he, when he says pills, he means nuts, and when he says, "There's nothing about your nuts in here." Nope. Not, your, nut, your nuts are not represented nuts. in the book, Rob. When he says sitting up straight, not very well. That's about erectile dysfunction. Oh um, my god! <laughs> you know what, Rob? I don't appreciate you putting. I don't appreciate you putting words in my mouth, and I especially don't appreciate you trying to put yes, nuts. I wouldn't either. In you my bust your nut on your own time. Mouth. Yeah, don't put it in my mouth. Okay. <laughs> Just leave them out. This podcast is going to be ten minutes long. Maybe you're right. Maybe it is a pill. Maybe it is a pill. Oh, thanks. Maybe. <laughs> and I'm willing to admit when I was. I'm willing. I'm willing to admit when I was wrong. But listeners. This. Just so you all know, just so you all know, Rob is acting like a thirteen-year-old girl, and guess what? He also is dressed oh, like one. Oh, come he's on. wearing a <laughs> he's wearing a white sweater and a white set of headsets, and he looks like a thirteen-year-old. Well, with the monitor light, they look baby baby blue. Unreal, so. unreal. I was going to tell you, I can admit when I was when I'm wrong, and I, I might be wrong here, but listeners, it's more enjoyable if you pretend it's a nut. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> It gives the scene something interesting. Mm-hmm. This scene is good. I don't know what you guys are talking about. I love this scene. No. Because <laughs> not only is he coming back to reinsert himself in the situation, nuts not included, he's he's also trying to turn blame on Kittredge so that Ethan will go on his side so that he could double cross him easier. There's no reason that we couldn't have just gone from Langley to on the if train. Jim had, if Jim had this. come up with a better plan. I would be so happy if in this movie – uh, Jim shows up on the train. He does. For the first time. For the first time. You'd be like, oh, no, he's snap. He's alive. Yeah, that would be crazy if he if he goes through all this stuff about finding out who Job is. And, and he finds, like, he hears, like, Job is on the train. And he's like, oh, no, I've got to get Max and get the knock list and all this. And then we see Jim emerge from that trailer in the back, the, the luggage cart. That would be a great scene. This is super weird. And I've looked through the script, and I've looked through the book, and there is this is how it was written. There was it's not like this was added later because this book is written from an earlier script. Hmm. It, I, th- I think it does a good job it, of setting up like a double cross, which turns into a triple cross, which turns into a thing. I think it's a really I think you need this scene to establish these dynamics later on, and so there's more of a payoff. Or do you think they established this scene so that he wouldn't have he would have more to do over the third act of Jim Phelps? Well, yeah, so that doesn't come out of the blue when he just shows up on the train all of a sudden. It should come out of the blue on the train, though. That makes that that's that's way better than like running into each other at the phone booth and having a. This isn't heat, you know what I mean? Like this, this is not earned. This. <laughs> I agree. Thank you, Rob. I, I'm agreeing with Rob. I must be lightheaded. <laughs> we often think of the fact that if Jim were better at planning these things, he probably wouldn't have had it go the way it did. He would have had a better way of taking Ethan out rather than, like, you know, accidentally overlooking him and, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Cause, no, he was framing you know. Ethan. It would have it actually well, gone Let's better. talk about this. Uh, was he always framing Ethan no matter what? Or was he going to kill him at some I point I thought he was going to kill him. No, I think he was framing him the whole time. He didn't count on Ethan being able to get away. And then it sort of threw a wrench in the plan. I will say this about this minute. I do enjoy the line... That that Ethan or Tom Cruise delivers here about like yeah I remember you showed me like that sort of like the the, the he Tom Cruise is Tom Cruise is this minute up and sells that like that uh, mentee mentor relationship more than John Voight does. 
And when and the thing is, the, when they put them on equal footing like this, like like on the opposite sides of the frame, they're basically saying like, okay, you guys are like now peers. You're no longer teacher student. You guys are now on yeah. the same level. And so that gives Jim the idea that he can still pull one over because Ethan realizes they're on the same level. Jim does not. He still thinks he's got it over on him. Yeah, and and this is also the first we we learned last week. Um, this is finally where Tom Cruise, as an actor, I think, found Ethan in these scenes. They they are slow scenes, but they are. He shows that he's now the kind of spy that we want him to be as opposed to he was cocky young guy. I mean, he, I know he's the same age. He's four days older, but he's, he's no longer acting cocky. He has been through loss and he has figured a way out and he actually now sees the end game. And that's, that's the thing that comes back into these movies every time. And then they played it up big time in rogue nation yeah. was, you know, Ethan always sees the end yeah. game. And right now he is, they're now explaining it to us. Cause this is our first movie yeah. with Ethan that he now understands in the next minute we'll get that, that, that at a, um, a blistering rate we'll get, yeah. Oh, he has complete recall of this. He knows exactly what happened. This is the minute that it happens in. It's, it's one of the slowest minutes in the movie, but it's the, I think the first time we see Ethan become who he is now in the movies. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. Yeah. 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 Okay. I agree. I mean, I, I think he is, I think he is excellent in this minute. I mean, it's got to be tough. It's got to be difficult for an actor to play a part opposite of an old man busting his nut. <laughs> you just want to say that as many times as possible, don't you? <laughs> That's going to be the title of the episode. You know that, Jonathan, right? The, t- the title of the episode is Odd Nuts. It's going to be bust a nut. Bust. But he, Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise is Pete Cruise in this. And, like, this is I, – I, I, I agree. If you – well, you say that no, is that well, a good thing or well, a bad thing? You're saying you're saying Pete Cruz because I for me him jumping on that couch was Pete Cruz. This is peak Ethan. So this what do you? Tom Cruise playing Tom Cruise. You could show this minute to someone and be like, "Do you like this character?" Just this minute, out of the context of this entire film, and if people who like Tom Cruise movies like us sitting here would say they enjoy it, and people who just kind of turned off by Tom Cruise wouldn't. You know what I mean? Like he sort of has this this role that he plays, but like that role to me is like what I want my my movie stars to be. Okay, do you think that there's any other modern uh, actor at this time that has been able to transition this way in the same type of in the same type of roles? Liam Neeson might be one. He, I mean, we're kind of going into a genre of old action guy. Yeah, but older, you know, an older older actor. What's interesting is, is though that you don't think of Tom Cruise, even though he is. Older and like in this almost closer to the same age that Liam Neeson is, you don't think of him in the same uh, sort of breath as an actor. As far as like he's he making old guy action movies like Liam Neeson is, you know. But Tom Cruise is still like like you know making big blockbuster movies that you know come out. But par- big primetime summer summer movies, not like middle of January movies. Right. No. You know Liam Neeson can't bring it in like no. Tom Cruise well, still. Can. Have you seen the Tom gray? Cruise is still I mean, crazy. Come on. As as we're recording this, the uh, trailer for the Fallout has come out, and I was looking at the. So no, we could. I'm not talking about the trailer. Just, <laughs> Save I'm talking about the idea but, of it. But the 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 reach of it on my my Twitter that my tweet deck as I'm watching the entire world lose its mind. Yeah. Over Tom Cruise, that I think is still amazing after 21 years. Is that. Yeah. And this franchise being 20, 22 years almost old at this point, yep. you know, it's just, it's still that well, fresh. I mean, 
everyone has an opinion on Tom Cruise. Not everyone has an opinion on Liam Neeson. <laughs> no, no, I, I like too. the guy. Yeah, I too. You could go up to anyone and be like, what do you think about Tom Cruise? They're but yeah, they might gonna... be like, I've never thought about that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's also it's also one of those things where it's not like like I ran out to see The Commuter or any of the last couple of Liam Neeson movies. No. But I'll run out and see... I mean, I ran out and saw The Mummy. Come on, But I mean, you, know? you are also <laughs> doing a minute... A Mission Impossible minute by minute. Podcast. Not not a Mummy minute though. I wasn't doing a Mummy minute, well, but no. I still went and saw I it. I saw Mummy. I saw the Mummy also. Mummy minute. Mummy minute. Mummy. Say that five times fast. Mummy minute. Mummy it's minute. just called the Mummy minute. The Mummy minute. But yeah, I mean, a Tom Cruise movie means it's a Tom Cruise movie, so you yeah. still go see it. Yeah, but honestly, I honestly I feel like he doesn't shine nearly as well as when he does a, a Mission a Mission. We seem to fall back on talking about his. On Mission Impossible, on a uh, higher level, when we get to scenes like this, where we're like, "Oh well, you know, there's not much going on, and this old man's pooping in the chair, and <laughs> we don't have a ton of stuff, and he's, oh man, it's just a secret poop, guys." And that's where this minute ends with Ethan finding out that Kittredge, uh, well, at least <laughs> finding out that he's being told that Kittredge is the mole. As we know, that doesn't make any sense. As a movie watcher, as the viewer of this movie, were they expecting us to be still on Jim's side? Or are we completely with Ethan, even though you might not have picked up – we talked about this last week. You might not have picked up that the that the Bible has the name in it. And they even gave you a voiceover to like remind you about the Draco I think, I the think that when they originally did this movie, they, they wanted you to believe up until this next scene where he starts running back the flashback that – that somehow Jim was going to like you know convince him that he was on his side and like you know team up with him. That's what they that's what they were establishing mm-hmm. it for. Okay, so at no point was were we as the we we as the watchers to be fishy of him until the next minute. Yeah, no, I think Ethan knows, but we're not fishy of him until Ethan starts like re- repeating all the things and like you know factoring Jim into the the, the equation, which we'll find yeah. out about okay. shortly. Yeah, because in last week's minutes we saw him we saw him feel like Claire was the bad guy. And she and, and uh, Krieger were working against. Oh, and you th- didn't think because he did seem genuinely, 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 <laughs> he did seem uh, genuinely uh, s- uh, surprised to see. Yes, he did. Yes. He did. I don't think he realized that he was no, still I don't alive think so either. I think it was just a, he, he really he was really putting it on Claire, and that's why he ran out of that angrily ran out of the uh, or walked out of the. Uh, the rental space and to use the phone to call Kittredge. Yeah, up until he saw Jim, I think he thought that 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 he, Jim had died in the process, but that the that was still in play. My my last question before we move on to tech of the app is: Who do you think paid for those coffees? Do you think Jim did, uh, or do you I think, would Ethan think did? that I think Ethan did? I, yeah, I would think Jim would offer to as mentor, but it's sort of a, a move to show that Ethan is e- even with them would pay. He's a healthy one. Oh. I think I think Jim would pat himself down for the, his wallet, but then he pat himself so hard that he spits oh, up nice. a little blood <laughs> onto the tablecloth, and then and he's just like Jesus, Jim. I'll just take care of it, okay? Oh, oh, oh let me okay. let me revise what I said. Uh, I th- my wallet's in my other pervert <laughs> coat. I think Ethan bought the coffees, but Jim had to buy the nuts. Just gonna wait for that. <laughs> uh, before you do the technically up, uh, no. No, uh, you don't hold get to on. Just hold on. Do you have a Scientology yeah, George, moment? George, moment. George, we... What is it? What's this too? Is it like have a like a sound alike? Uh, is, nope. Is there a tune to it? Oh yeah, it's not to the tune of Mission Impossible. No, it's not. Dun, Come on, dun, that'd be so dun, obvious. Dun, 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 
dun, dun. All right, go for it. We've got Phaetons, not apps for Dayton. We've got Ingrams, not Instagrams. We've got facts that will make you say, hey, that's a Scientology fact of the day. Oh, yeah. Scientology fact of the day today, George. Members of Scientology sign a one billion year pledge to symbolize their eternal commitment to the religion. Wow. Technically, one billion years is not eternal. That is a very finite amount. Well, that's the same pledge that uh, Tom Cruise signed to doing Mission Impossible movies. And they're holding him to it. All right, slow your roll, George. Neil Neil deGrasse Tyson over here telling us a billion years is a long time. It is a long time, but it's a finite amount. It's not like they're like, you know, what if they decide to develop some way of prolonging life, cryosleep, you know, someone goes in the ground for a billion years. Highlanders. Billion immortals. One come out like, all right, I'm out of my contract. I mean, you guys are going to live four day lo- four days longer because of the nights you've been sleeping in our cryo tubes. Oh, I mean, I'm for it. Yep. I mean, I think it's excessive, but I'm okay with the aftermath. And Rob, I'm okay with the contract. I mean, I make all of you guys sign that contract before <laughs> we do any of these podcasts. That's why you're back. <laughs> yeah, I did. I didn't do it. My Thetan did. That's oh, right. His well. Thetan did it. Your Thetan should have yeah. read the bottom line. <laughs> There's no guarantee that Thetans can read. Yeah. Think more like Mac and me. <laughs> Perfect. Controlling your body. Ugh. Mac and me. <laughs> that movie's scary. Marley and me scared you? <laughs> Marley, yes. and, Marley and me scared me. Dog. Oh, the dog. The evil dog, man. The horrors. Uh, is, is there an outro music to it? No, it's just <laughs> Oh, no, no. So I, know. I, I get Rob into it. Rob's got to give himself out. Oh, uh, and that's the Scientology fact of the day. Back to you, Jonathan. <laughs> that's like a weatherman. I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> Scientology on the ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank, thanks, Rob. <laughs> We're now going to seamlessly move into the Tech of the App, an, an episode where two men stare at each other the entire time, and everything is a close-up shot, and there's one, count them, one shot at the table. So, uh, Tech of the App, uh, Rob, we're going to go with you first. I am going to give it to something that was created in uh, by a grade schooler, guys. Uh, Antonio Gentile in 1916. He won a contest in 1916. He was just a grade schooler because he's the one who drew the uh, mascot, uh, Mr. Peanut, for planters. That's my Tech of the App. He's the only kid who didn't die from smallpox, therefore they just gave him the award. Yeah, pretty much. It's a pity award. Congratulations. Like, well, you've, you're an iron lung for the rest of your life, but uh, you won this peanut award. <laughs> hey, you didn't get polio, so... Yeah. I'm, it's 1916. They don't do it right. Hey, it was nuts back then. Oh, so... What a... <laughs> oh, God. I'm sorry. God, I- what a, what a surprise that Rob's tech of the app would be Something involving not nuts. only a guy named last name Gentile, <laughs> but also would be a guy who created the whitest caricature for a peanut ever. Guy with a monocle a top and a hat. top hat. Yeah. That's, Rob, that's how you grew up, yeah, right? I, Just mon- top hats and monocles, mm-hmm. Gentiles <laughs> everywhere, ice, ice fishing. fishing. Yeah. Listen, the north, the northwestern part of Wisconsin is a is a... It's a, a vast wasteland of monocles of, of white people <laughs> and top hats. We gotta we gotta flood these areas, all these lakes, so that we can just get rid of these damn monocles. They all they all sink, right? Yeah, their favorite oh, couple yeah. on Friends is Chandler and Monocle. 
Monocle. <laughs> <laughs> I love Monocle and Me. That's my uh-huh. that's my scariest movie. Yeah. All right, uh, whoever's next, George. Um, my my, t- my tech of the app. My tech of the app are Rob's headphones. They're so delightful, <laughs> and they they hug his ears so nice and clean, and like you know, Here, we're just, gonna take a picture of these. They uh, nestle, I'm Rob to these talk are Amazon Basics hair. headphones. They were twelve dollars. Nestle into his hair. Oh, you're hair. such a basic. B. You're such a basic Rob. Basic B. Okay, so if you want another tech of the app, I want to go with. I don't know if you guys noticed. We didn't discuss it, but Ethan's five o'clock shadow is very impressive. Um, maybe to someone like you, Rob, not to yeah, the rest of us. Uh, uh, I can, I grow just a so beard. everyone knows, everyone yeah. else here has a beard. I think my razor has a bigger beard than you do, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen. <laughs> I I guarantee you my 13-year-old has a bigger beard than Rob. I think, no, what you guys are seeing, what you're seeing, and what Ethan uses as well, is Harry's razors. And I suggest oh, God. listeners sign up. We're not up, being sponsored. Get a... Get a Harry's razors at harrys.com slash invite nine H G eighty seven. Did you just give out your personal Harry Razors he, invite? And you've got your personal promo code memorized. That's scary. You're psychotic. Someday I'll get a new pair of me undies. Is this how you monetize? This is a this is you know what, Rob? You, I'm so glad that you are the creator of oh, the backdoor monetization <laughs> film. Oh, man. That's why it needs new MeUndies, because it is... keeps filling the old ones. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh. Poor Jim. Jim does need the, some yeah, MeUndies, too. So my tech of the app is uh, the uh, the pain pills that Jim is taking. <laughs> <laughs> when I was in the hospital, I had one of those little little clickers. Pain pills are good. Have you guys ever hurt yourself enough that you have to take pain pills while you're talking to someone? Uh, I refuse to take Uh, pain pills. Well, Chris, how are you you handling our guest right now? (laughs) I'm getting by. I'm getting by. All right, I, I got to check on him because I got to work with him for the rest of this movie, and I want to make sure he's okay with you guys. You know, you're uh, you're a lot to handle. But uh, you guys, oh, by the way, you're sharing a tube now because we have yeah. another guest in our house. So uh, your guy's going to have to share a tube tonight. Uh, I call it Big Spoon. Oh, I wanted to be the Big Spoon. <laughs> I have a sciatic issue, oh, so I don't I call like it. It's like shotgun. <laughs> I'll be the little spoon. George can be the big spoon, and my sciatica pillow can be my uh, my spoon. It's sciatica. <laughs> You're such an old man. If you'd like to talk about, if you'd like to talk about any of the inappropriate things that Rob has talked about on this episode, please. Don't hesitate to talk to us on the the Impossible Minute Force. We're on Facebook, and we're also on Twitter at Men Impossible. M-I-N, not M-E-N. M-I-N Impossible. <laughs> I've been Jonathan. I've been Chris. I'm still George. I'm Rob. This minute will self-destruct. <laughs> and then the trap beat drops, and it goes... <laughs> <laughs>